0: What I'd like to do in this video is to share with you really the calling that's been on my life now for thirty over 30 years. And I guess I would I would describe it this way. God has called me to research his manifest presence throughout the past. And the key verse, I have a verse that he had me anchor this work. From the Scriptures, and that is Acts three nineteen. This is my anchor verse, and I'd like to read it to you. I'm going to read Acts three nineteen to twenty one. This is from Peter's uh, sermon, second sermon in uh, the temple, and he says, "Repent then and turn to God, so that your sins may be wiped out, that times of refreshing may come from the Lord." and that he may send the Messiah, who has been appointed for you, even Jesus. Heaven must receive him until the time comes for God to restore all things, as he promised long ago through his holy prophets. So what he's saying here, as I've studied this, um, he's dividing world history into two parts, and they're both related to the kingdom of God. In other words, the purpose of of our history is to work out the process of kingdom advance until the kingdom it has completely come uh, on earth as it is in heaven so um, and that that's going to take two processes two there's two parts to the to, to the narrative the first part is there's going to be times of refreshing from the presence of the Lord and these will begin with massive repentance and so you get that in verse 19 these are all leading up to the second part which happens when jesus comes back to restore all things but they're really part of the kingdom of god working out and manifesting on earth so we're in the time when it's going to be god's presence manifesting on earth during periods of time, sees time, times of refreshing. And I want you to notice something. I had to add the word presence in here. But in my NIV Bible, the word presence has been removed. Uh, The word is prosopon, and it's in the Greek, but they just decided, the translators apparently, uh, that it wasn't an important word. And so there's a significance to that that i want to get to in this teaching so hang in there with me but there have been seasons all through the last two thousand years when god has manifested his presence in a special way and so uh these seasons have been a uh, very real and they've they've transformed whole nations um, and then things go back to what we call normal but Then God pours out his presence again, and uh, a whole new normal uh, emerges. So these are seasons of his presence that are very important, uh, and and yet uh, there doesn't seem to be an awareness uh, of them at all, or their importance at all. So uh, God has asked me to study these seasons, and tell people about them Um, for some 700 years those seasons were very common and then we went through a period of time the middle ages where a new normal came and it was not that way it was power and might christianity but then god has in more recent times uh reasserted uh the outpourings of the holy spirit the uh times of refreshing from his presence and there have been waves of these times and so i've studied those waves and i want to share the stories with you but what this shows just standing back um, and looking at the whole pattern it shows two things about god first of all his faithfulness he said he was going to do something and lo and behold he did it and that's the way god is he is faithful to do what he said he would do. And the second thing about it is his sovereignty. He's faithful and he is the sovereign Lord of history. So even though we might get the idea that we're calling the shots here, actually not. Uh, he is the one who has designed the direction in the course of history and the things that he said are things that have actually happened and they're going to end where he said they're going to end. So he's really the king, the king of nations and the king of history. Um, so most of our denominations were started during one of these seasons, a time of refreshing from the presence of the Lord. And and yet the you look at the history of those denominations And something just happens. It happens over and over. I mean, it doesn't almost matter which denomination it is. It starts during one of these seasons. But then a couple of generations pass, and the people in the denomination forget what God did at the beginning. And so then pretty soon, the whole thing turns into a religious institution under our control, and... The presence of God is forgotten. It's almost as though um, we were to take the stories of God's power and put them in the caboose of a fast-moving train that's going somewhere. And then we take the the coupling and we uncouple the caboose and bye-bye stories, and they go off into oblivion, and we forget all about the glory, the presence, the power that God manifested at the beginning. Well, not everybody has forgotten about these these things. Um, There have been those who have actually devoted their lives to studying those stories and have helped to keep them alive. And um, sometimes we call them revival historians. The greatest of all revival historians was J. Edwin Orr. And J. Edwin Orr, uh, I think he probably studied every revival in world history, at least in the last 300 years. And there's two things that he said about about this type of, of experience. One is, it's not something we do, it's something God does. God is the author of what we've learned to call revivals or what he called revivals because he wanted to preserve the original use of that term. So he studied all of these things and said, it's, it's a move of God. It's not something we do. You can't say, well, let, I'm, we're going to have revival this weekend. Uh, it's not something we're in control of. It's, it's, the, it's the gift of God according to the original prophecy that he gave at the beginning, and it's in his plan for his kingdom coming to us. Um, Nonetheless, there is a human part to it, and this is also what J. Edwin Orr said. As far as he was concerned, this is universal. This is what happens in revivals. Um, They start with prayer, massive prayer. He called them concerts of prayer. And so... God is calling to people to pray so that we can have this experience, a time of refreshing from the presence of the Lord. So there is a human role in this. And that's why it's important that we study what God has done in the past. We see what God can do, and then we see what our part in that is. J. Edwin Orr's teaching can be found in... at j dot com and i refer you to that okay and then there's um others who have realized that almost um the the word revival has be, been so abused and destroyed and twisted that it we almost can't use it anymore but i liked uh, i like the the research that george otis jr has been doing um by just going all around the world and filming, videotaping what happens when God comes to town. And he's just provided this wonderful array of videos to show you what true revival looks like, but he wants to call it transformational revival to indicate that this is not what people are calling revival these days. This is a move of God. And when God comes, everything is transformed. And his wonderful videos show that. And um, I I just hope everybody who's within earshot of my video will uh, invest in some of George's videos, the transformation videos. My favorite is uh, Let the Seas Resound. It's about the revival. It's happened in Fiji. And then there's a third uh, term that is also used, and that is the word awakening or great awakening. And uh, this word goes back to the Scottish Reformation because it seemed to the Scottish people in the 16th century that their whole country was awakening. And so they started using that word to describe what was really just another time of refreshing from the presence of the Lord, see, but we're we're saying all of these words refer to the same thing, and that is these seasons when God just imposes his presence on whole cities or whole nations, and that happened uh, during the Scottish Reformation, and the word awakening has really stuck, and it's used quite a bit in Britain especially, and in Scotland. My my friend, for example, Tom Lenny, who's one of those researchers, and he's researched, I think, every single evangelical awakening in Scottish history. And he's one of those guys that's just devoted his life to um, looking into these seasons. But what I wanna sh- just sh- point out to you is, our tendency to forget these things, And just as the translators of the NIV Bible just left that word out of the translation, so most of our historians, most of our storytellers, church historians have left out what God actually did during these seasons. And so we want to look into these things um, more this year. And that's what I'm hoping to share, the lessons that I've learned by researching those seasons uh, for you. And so uh, next time, what I want to share with you um, next month is a disturbing trend, and that is the tendency of Christian people to forget what God did pretty consistently. It's It's a disease of forgetfulness.